Blog Talk Radio. Last night, 
So that's a good thing. D'Lo, you know, should be returning here fairly shortly. So we're going to talk about the last few games kind of in a nutshell, some things that, I, you know, I've been seeing lately, maybe a little, you know, trade rumors in there, and then preview, you know, what's in store. Like I said, we, we can really go four and one here in this stretch here. Um, and then, of course, you know, the Gophers definitely battled hard to the end against Wisconsin, but just couldn't quite get over the hump. And now, you know, um, they just actually lost to Purdue. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. We're not really expecting a whole, you know, too much. But uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk Timberwolves for a bit. It's going to be a shortened show because I am rolling solo. So it won't be, you know, 50 minutes or anything like that. Um, if this is your first time listening to the Living in Loserville podcast, welcome. It's available in a variety of ways. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropadope Radio. Um, you don't have to go to Blog Talk and Rope It Open. Download the show directly there. Listen to the browser. You can find this here podcast under the Rope It Open Radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, Amazon Music. We're also part of the Grueling Truth Sports Podcast Network. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com. We also have a Living in Loserville page on Spricker. might want to check that out. Um, Aaron set that up last year sometime. It's called Living in Loserville on Spricker. He also has a podcast on there that you may find interesting. Um, One more thing. If you're thinking about cutting the cord or you're happy, not quite happy, I got something for you. It's called DirecTV Stream. The prices start as low as $69.99 a month. It's the best of live TV and on-demand. No annual contracts. No hidden you upgraded the choice or ultimate package that'll give you three free months of hbo max plus you get to enjoy regional sports networks with no additional fees like bally's up here to watch these games and if you go to the premiere package that'll give you hbo max and showtime already included this direct tv stream okay like i said the music was not supposed to be there i thought i scheduled it without it that's the boxing one we used to do it for the show too but just so you know okay um So, like I was saying, the last time that we spoke was two Mondays ago. Yeah, two Mondays ago. And, you know, we talked about going two and two. And the first one was going to be Portland and then beat one of the top three teams. Well, not top three anymore. We we did bring in Memphis there. I think Utah's fourth now. But Utah, Phoenix, and Golden State. We talked about, all right, if we can go two – and two during that stretch, we'd be in pretty darn good shape. And lo and behold, the Timberwolves went two and two. Now that Portland game at Portland, I think it's been 15 years since they won twice in a season at Portland. This game, obviously, Ant, you know, just went off <laughs> like just ridiculous. You know, 40 point game. Um, you know. Like I said, just went off. I mean, he, he was he was filling it up. 40 points, nine rebounds, five made threes, three blocks, and three steals. And that combination with the three blocks and three steals and five threes made, almost a, a, a double-double there as far as the rebounds, is the first player in NBA history to reach all those numbers in a single game, right? 
So that was a big win. D'Lo got that uh, that bucket that was called goaltending at the end. And, you know, it, it, it got grimy. You know, they tied it with that three, but they did manage to finish it off. And anytime you get a road win, and Simmons, you know, there was no Lillard, but Simmons has been playing good in his spot. Didn't play phenomenal that night, but, you know, we, we do have to kind of preference that. But um, I don't know, man. Like, a win is a win there, you know. And I was real. so they got the dub. I was really wondering because that that's, what is it, his fourth? I think it's his fourth 40-point game for Ant. Uh, he's tied with Luca, and I think Durant and somebody else um, for 40-point games before you turn 21, I think what was it, eight that LeBron had? Now, he had an extra year in the league because he went straight to, he was that last class that went right right from high school to, um, I was about to say college, to the NBA draft. So that helps to have an extra year. But um, I was really wondering, okay, we've seen this before. He has a monster game, and not just 40-point games, but just a monster game out of Ant, whether it's 38 or 33 or he goes off in the fourth quarter, whatever. And then that very next game, he usually plays pretty mediocre to sometimes just poor. And it's kind of interesting here. We're starting to see his development, although through three quarters, you know, um, although, you know, he was six and six, I think, from the line. I think he was one of six from the field at half in that game. And he just, you know, even through the third quarter, it was kind of like, where are you at, Ant? You know, what's up, dude? You're going to do this again? And he even mentioned that. Like, after a big game, i got to come back, you know, strong. Um, however, and this is where the growth comes in, down the stretch of that game, um, you know, he really turned it on in that fourth quarter. Now, you know, especially when D'Lo left, it would have been nice. You know, and that, that hurts him, too. Because, you know, just less attention or more attention to him. But, you know, they got to pay attention to D'Lo, too, so there's less coming his way. Um, but Towns was just getting a lot of attention. And, you know, overall, he was 2 of 11 and 8 for 18, uh, Edwards. But you know what? He did get six assists. He did get to 27 points. I think he had, like, 13 or 14, something like that, in the fourth quarter. So, and at half, um, what, the Timberwolves were up a little bit, right? Yeah, I think at, at half they were up just a little bit. And I did see D'Angelo get hurt. I saw him fall down anyway. I saw him hit the deck, and he was kind of holding. I couldn't really tell if it was his shin or his ankle or what. And, I, you know, he kind of was trying to walk it off, run it off, and I saw him stretching a lot in that se- I think it was the second quarter. And obviously, you know, maybe it tightened up at half, but he did try to give it a go early in that third quarter, and it just he had to leave the game. And so all things considered, like I said, I did like how they just kept it, – it, it looked like it was going to get ugly. I mean, it really did. It looked like – and it did get ugly for a little bit there. It looked like we were going to get ran out of the gym, like we were going to lose by, like, 20-something. Um so I do appreciate that part, but, you know, shooting 54% from the field compared to our 44 is one thing. 
but they made 11 more threes than the Timberwolves Golden State did. 21 of 36, so 58.3. Um, yeah, that's that's not going to do the trick. You know what I mean? So we didn't play our best ball, but when you play an elite team and then they play pretty damn good or great like they're on, that does make it tough. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? That does make it tough. And so it could have been worse. You know, like I said, some people don't like that. Oh, you know, there's no – you either win or you lose. You know, there, there's no in-between, you know. Um, to me, I hear what you're saying, but we're we're not that advanced of a team just yet where we can at least be a little – you know, not be a little happy that they made it a little tighter. I mean, like I said, with 10 minutes left, they got it to like 97, 91. Um, they got it to from to what six minutes left, 106 to 100, and then I think it was 109 to 103. Like they, they definitely tried to go, you know, as, as much as they could. And Beasley, I think he just had a good game, come back 0 for 8, you know, and you know, the the game after that against Phoenix, once again, um, although the Timberwolves shot the three fine, 14 to 39, that's almost. That's, 36%. That's pretty good. The Suns were just on fire. Both teams shot really well. 49% for the Timberwolves, 51% from the field. But those extra six threes, same amount, 20 of 39 to 14 of 39, that's 51%. And then, you know, they assist a lot more. 36 to, to 20. That was a little difference there, and they out-rebounded us, not necessarily on the offensive end. Um, the points of turnovers. Once again, they were playing phenomenal. You know what I mean? And we we kept getting back in that game. We kept getting back in that game, but it just we couldn't close it out, man. I, like I said, though, Ant was going off. Um, I did. I liked how we stayed with it, man. I I gotta admit, I do like how we stayed in that game and, and it, over those two games. Some sort of like ridiculous forty, what was it, forty-one of seventy-five or something like that. Both of them. Um, now Ant did have ten assists. It was kind of funny. He did not. Uh, he didn't like playing the point guard. He made it known in the presser after. Um, but he did have ten assists that game. Beasley went off. Finally, he he, he had twenty-six points. Of course, we start him the next night and, and you know he proceeded to not play as well but you know it is what it is right it is what it is um so in those two games didn't get the dub on the road back-to-back nights were we really thinking that the Timberwolves are going to get that dub probably not you know what I mean probably not so it is what it is um you know those are losses. I, I, I like the way we lost. Is that a thing? Because, you know, I truly did. I, I liked how we grinded it out. Um, but on, on to the positives, we were able to, like I said, go 2-2, two and two, something that we talked about on the show. In that Utah game, I mean, the bench really, really came alive. And in that uh, third quarter, I believe, 40 points, that's the eighth 40-point uh, quarter of the season. 
uh, four of eight from three, shooting 64% from the field. And they also forced nine Utah turnovers for 13 points. So that was, that was huge. And that bench that night, 55 points, 23 of 30 from the field, five of nine from three, 15 assists, and 13 boards. I mean, that's literally ridiculous. Um, but, you know, uh, we've been talking about the bench, and, and it's funny. I think it was two – was it two episodes ago or was it last Monday? We talked about how, you know, it's nice, even though D'Lo's not playing right now, it's nice to be able to have D'Lo, um, you know, with the bench at times, but taking him out so early sometimes in the first quarter and third quarter, I'm not crazy about it, you know. I'm not really crazy about it. In recent numbers, Edwards have played, has played pretty good with the bench as well, something that we should take note of. Um, but when you look at those two, uh, Prince and uh, McDaniels. I mean, that Utah game, 126-106, McDaniels didn't miss a shot. Nine of nine, three of three from three, plus 24, had 22 points, four assists as well, went to the free throw line. Of course, he hit that one too. So all those numbers in just 27 minutes. And you could see Prince, four of five, two of three from three, ten points, seven boards, a couple steals. Um, Noel kind of played good early, and then it kind of fell off. Towns went off that night as far as in the starting lineup. Vanderbilt had a pretty nice night as well. Um, but that Utah game, that that was another one where you're like, all right, dude, you know, like we're really stomping them. That third quarter, though, was the key, no doubt about it. That that third quarter was huge. And the continuation of the N1 games um, – from Cat, you know, he had a bunch of assists, had a, God, he had 15, I think, in that third quarter, if, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, that was really nice. And, and you know, of course, that's a, that's a game that you have to win, that, that game. And, and that was the triple, I almost forgot, that wasn't last night. That was the Utah game, that was a triple-double, too, it's the second triple-double. 31 points, 11 boards, and 10 assists and even in you know that portland game i think he had only 17 didn't take a lot of shots i think seven shots but had 17 boards and i think four blocks so we're starting to see a a versatile you know cat i mean point blank um and yes they didn't have their their you know two best players but oh well that's why we beat them you know that's why you got to beat these teams because you know there's plenty of games that we don't, quote-unquote, have all our guys, too. So, yeah, McDaniels really seems like he's improving, getting comfortable. And, and, and Finch talked about – Coach Finch did talk about how he's like, dude, and same with Prince as well, don't worry about always catching the three, you know, or taking the three. Like, and be a set shooter. Like, go to the rack. Switch it up. Doesn't mean you always got to finish. You can – pass it if they, you know, collapse on you, but McDaniels is really showing himself as a finisher of late. Um, should he sit there and dribble eight times and all that? No, no, not not necessarily, but 
He's finishing really strong. And Prince, defensively, offensively, it just seems like he's fitting in. And we knew we had some new pieces. We were trying to figure out the rotation still. We were trying to figure out the starting lineup. A while back, we got that starting lineup, right? We talked about how we got the the Ants and the D'Lo and the Pat B and the Bando and Cat. That's our starting five, which we went, I think we went over the numbers this week or last week, whichever it was, or last week of the week before, I should say. But we can't keep that damn lineup healthy, man. Pat B goes down, then D'Lo goes down. Now, hopefully, it does seem like these are just like NBA season type things that happen, right? Uh, neither of those guys, it doesn't, I mean, knock on wood. D'Lo's been day to day. Not like he's going to be out for a month or something or two months, you know, and that's, that's one thing that you can have the minor injuries, but right now, you know, we're still trying to just get our starting five and our rotation all the way down. It seems like we have it now, but as a team, between the COVID stuff where the, the bench got to play a lot and then recently, especially these two games, I'd say what? In the last five, six games, at least three of those games, the bench really stood up. Noel's kind of fallen off a little bit. He has had a little uh, ankle, or not ankle, but back stuff. Not falling off. He'll play good for like a half, and then the second half he won't play as good or whatever. But, um you know, Beasley's still going to be Beasley, as we know. But, you know, he actually had a good night last night. But it's nice, and this is just to finish my thought, it's nice to have, like, the bench in with just bench players. Now, you're not always going to have that, of course. Um, and you got to kind of rotate the big three. Yeah, you want to play them as much as you can together. But, you know, you want to you want to make sure we're able to keep scoring. In January, now that we're out of January – can't believe it's February 2nd, but our offense, and I'm almost positive that was last week where we, we talked about the offense, and it, it, it just finished strong. So um, offensively, defensively, it's all it's all coming together. But I really think, you know, Prince is, is starting to turn that corner, man. I really do. And last night, um, really slow start to the game overall. I think they were down like 17 to 10 kind of slowly but surely got back into it. Um, Bando had it going real early. He had like, I think, 18 points. Didn't he lead? I think he led scores at half. Pretty sure. Cat was going off. Very assertive last night. And in the first quarter, Denver already had nine turnovers. And I think it was 30 to 28. Um and actually, I think Prince, yeah, he almost had like a three-fourth court heave last night that almost went in. I remember making that little note. Um, but, yeah, Reed had a couple of dunks. He was going off. I think back-to-back dunks, he hit a three. It was the first three-pointer, and I, I knew it, you know, he hadn't been doing good. But it was when he hit that first three-pointer, Nas, that was only the seventh three-pointer he's hit since Christmas. <laughs> um, but not long after that, it was, you know, Prince hit a three. It was 41 to 30 with nine minutes left in the second. The bench was already had the advantage 27 to five. Um, and Prince was already up to three for three from threes. 
Uh, Nas had a dunk, and then a couple, like a minute later, had another dunk. 12-0 run. It's 60-37. to uh, Bando, you know, dunking again, scoring again. At half, 69-51. to The Timberwolves late in the, that second quarter already up to six blocks. Um, and, you know, Cat was like second half dropping dimes. You know, he didn't have a ton of points at that time. 14 points, but had six rebounds, six assists. Um, the score was, well, there was another end one uh, by Cat. I think that forced the timeout. 79-5 to pretty early on in that third quarter. The bench outscoring, I think this is sometime in the second half, 44-9. to uh, Prince hit another three. Uh, and he did the sleep tight uh, motion that was pretty funny or go to sleep, whatever, 178, though, um, at the end of that. And, and it just, Torian Prince, six threes, uh, great team win overall. And, and let's not forget, the last time um, Denver was on, like, a 12-game winning streak, and Ant had, like, a 38-point game, just went off. I think that's the night he hit like 10 of 14 or something like that from three. He went off. And and that, so that was 12. I think it was 12 in a row that they had that they had won in that Denver game, I'm saying. Because um, obviously that was last night. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they had been on a, a nice little run of late. And they, they had bumped up. Let's see, actually. Let me see if I'm not bullshit here. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, they had won five in a row, and they had just beat Milwaukee, beat down Milwaukee, 136 to 100. So the Timberwolves get it done last night, 130 to 115. Um, like I said, like just just played really good. You know, the Towns had a just solid game, um, kind of slowly but surely. Only in 28 minutes had 24, 10, and seven. Uh, Pat B only played 15 minutes because he had, well, he was going to be on a minutes restri- uh, restriction anyway, but he actually um, still in 15 minutes because he got three fouls right away. I think he had five fouls overall, 11 points, five assists. Still, that's pretty damn good. Um, 18 and nine and two steals uh, for Vando. Um, Prince, though, eight of 12, six of nine for nine boards, a couple of steals, a couple of assists. Nas Reed, like I mentioned, 12 points, five boards. Beasley kind of got hot late, went four, nine from three. That's the only thing he hit, actually, was four threes. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Noel uh, did pretty good, had some assists. McLaughlin, I forgot to mention him. He had seven assists, and he played pretty damn well. So another nice win for the Timberwolves, and sitting at 26 and 25, it's crazy to think how many times we we haven't been that, you know, even close to 500 at this time frame. Um, There's actually SB Nation, uh, 26 and 25, the last time they were above 500 in February or later was in 2018 with that Jimmy team. The only player on the squad left. And it was a another, like I said last night, another big bench. Like, And just the rest of the team, Ant had like five points. 
Um, like I mentioned, Pat B barely played. He played really good. But at halftime, Cat and Ant had 13 points. The rest had 56. So they're really, really stepping up. Yeah, at that time, the last 17 seasons, 500 or better, they flashed this during the game. At the same time, in February, 31 and 19 that year with Jimmy Butler, but yeah, 26 and 25 now. So you gotta love it. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you look at maybe the Kings have about as uh, about the same schedule as us, but if you look at the Lakers, the Clippers, um, Furs, they have tougher schedules down the stretch. Now sometimes you play a tough team. Like Utah, even though they've been struggling lately and they're missing some 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 key players. So that happens too. But if you look at it, I'm not gonna say an easier schedule than some of these teams were battling with at the back half of the standings to make the playoffs, but let's say maybe a less difficult. <laughs> um at this point they they flashed this stat too. At this point in the season the defensive rating is tenth in the league. Um opposing field goal. 12th, uh, opposing 3.8. Last year in those same ones from defensive rating 28th, 28th, and 30. So um, it's really coming around. But when you look at this bench, or just overall, look at the, just the team game. Um, it, it just, Nas had 12 and 5, 2 blocks. Like it just, you look down the line and it, it's crazy how deep this team right now is in, in playing like that too. If you look at that over-under, Vegas over-under had us at 33-and-a-half wins, wins away with 30, 31 games left to get there. And I told you about that month of January and how the offense had been ticking. Well, now that we know, you know, the month's over, 119.7. They actually flashed this during the game. So they put up 130. I wouldn't doubt if it was it's over 120. So you have the Nuggets at 116, basically, a game in January. The Suns at basically 116, pretty close. Nets 115 and 114.5 are the Hawks. But the Timberwolves, before that score was added in, 119.7 per game. So we, we knew that the offense was going to come around. Didn't quite know that it was going to come around this quick. Uh, but, yeah, man, if we can kind of – just keep with that defense of intensity. You know, it's we're definitely going to make the playoffs. Knock on wood. Uh, now, trade rumors. Been hearing a variety of them. Robert Covington would be great here. <laughs> um, if you look back at that trade, the Covington trade, and what it brought in, man really cashed in on that however so Covington signed me up you know sign me up for having Covington on this team whether he's in the starting lineup or not I don't care I'd like him on the team again I really like him but today Jake Fisher from jakefisher.com I I don't know uh it's uh, he said the the Timberwolves are exploring trade avenues involving Beasley which is no surprise and he even mentioned Pat B. Patrick Beverly. Now, as we know, he, it does sound like 
he, he did have his people reach out to our people, the Timberwolves, and and try to get, you know, try to get an extension done. Um, he's obviously an expiring, obviously very valuable to our team, but also another team. You know, a lot of people just kind of think Ant and, and Edwards. Did I just say Ant and Edwards? Cat and Ant. Cat and Edwards is what I was trying to say, are untouchable. Everybody else you can trade, possibly. You don't want to trade a bunch of people, but you can. So that's just something to think about. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But if we could find a way to get Covington, that 3 and D with that length, he can, I mean, man. So, and, and when you look at this schedule, and obviously we normally do the show on Monday. So I remember talking about last week how we got another stretch here. Um, and it's a it's basically, it breaks down to four games, right? It breaks down to four games. Um, and really, since we beat Denver, this is how we were going to break it down to you on Monday. Because obviously, you know, Tuesday game, there was about, well, there's three games in there, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday before we do another show, right? And I was just thinking kind of out loud saying, you know, two and one in those games. It'd be nice to be two and one in those games. Beat Denver and then at least beat Detroit once. We're past that now, obviously. And if you put the five games together, Denver and then two um, with Detroit and two at Sacktown, both of them at Sacktown, back-to-back nights too. We already got one win, right? So all of a sudden, in that five-game stretch, four and one is doable. That would be, we already got one with Denver, and then losing only one of those next four games. Now, I think if you're going to sweep one one of those series, Detroit or um, Sacramento, I, I don't know. You know, I think Detroit's, it's more doable to sweep them. Um, because Sacramento still has talent. Now, we don't know what the trade deadline will be, you know, when we, what, what they'll do. We know when the trade deadline is going to be, but we don't know what they're going to be doing at that time. So they could be having guys out. They could be, have made a trade and, and we catch them on the, Hey, they don't got enough guys tonight type thing. So, uh, so I don't know. So the point is Sac can just, they have enough talent where they can just go off one night and beat you. So am I guaranteeing we're going to win those next four games, Detroit, Detroit, Sack, Sack? No. Can you say we're, we're capable of it? Yeah, definitely. But even three of one would be that four and one, and then five of the last six because, you know, that Utah win too. And my point is, after this little run here, it'll, it'll tighten back up. Teams like Chicago and Charlotte and Memphis and Philly who's on, Cleveland who's on, and Golden State before we go back to one of these um, nice stretches, if we can get a couple games over 500, then we don't have to work. You know, we got that six spot comes into play a lot quicker. That's what's nice about beating Denver. They're in front of us. But if we could, you know, get a couple games above 500, if you can get three games above 500, then you lose back-to-back games. You're not way under 500 again, or, or, you know, two games under 500, and then you're not moving from the seventh spot to the ninth spot to the eighth spot. 
lose a game back to the ninth spot. Don't play, you move up to the eighth randomly. You win a game, you're up to the seventh. You know, we can create separation is my point here. And this is when you have to beat the teams to separation. We did it last time with uh, the Houston back-to-back OK uh, City and then the Clippers. We got to do it this time, man. Like I said, if we can go four and one in that stretch, we already got to win. But at least three and two, we have to. And that would be kind of a disappoint disappointment, you know, if if we went two and two in that stretch. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, but overall, no big complaints. We just need uh, D'Lo back, and like I said, to keep that starting five intact somehow you know what i mean uh as far as the gophers just kind of quick wrap that stuff up and then get out of here uh the first even going back to the ohio state game um the rebounding was just being it, it was just tough it was just we already have an issue with it it was a major issue especially we, in that game we still didn't have curry back but they stayed with them you know it was a very close game at half Ohio State started pulling away 38-30, then 48-37, and I think we cut it to 50-43, to and never could quite get under, like, eight points, maybe seven points. But the rebounding, you know, 48-22. to And the starters, uh, without – well, Battle, I think Battle struggled. That was his first game back. I think he was 5-18. But – we, you know, we just we just just couldn't get it going, basically. But that Wisconsin game, I I did like how they played in it. They stayed in that game the whole time. Could have maybe won that game if we're being honest, but unfortunately, just fell short. But you know, uh, it's really hard to be like overly critical with the Gophers this year if we're being honest. You know what I mean? Um, because of the scenario. You know, but that's 66 to 60, I think it was. That was rough, man. You know, Curry is back. He played pretty well. Already playing 34 minutes. Battle kind of bounced back nicely. Patrick Willis, or not Patrick, what what am I talking about? Peyton Willis, um, you know, had a good game. We just, you know, we didn't get to the free throw line enough. Um but we we probably played good enough to win that game, though. You know, I'll say that. We probably played good enough to win that game. You know, it was at Wisconsin, though. What are you going to do? <laughs> you know? Um, and, like I said, there's not much to talk about when it comes to that because, you know, you're kind of building building for next year. You know what I mean? You, that's basically what you're doing. I mean, there's just really no way around it, you know? Um, and I, you know, I hope that we can bring, you know, we're probably going to have to bring in some more like a one and done. And I'm not talking about somebody that goes to the pros and, and whatnot, but, um, when you look at it, they have eight losses in the big 10 and all of them are in the top 30 in the net rate ratings in the rankings, you know? So, you know, they they got their full, their starting lineup back, um, and hopefully down the stretch, they can, you know, close out some of these games. I mean, like I said, 
the development's still happening, the reps together with some of these guys that are going to be here for a while, the NIT, I want to get into the NIT. It is nice that Peyton Willis, you know, is going out with a fight, you know, with his, uh, his last year. Um, but yeah, we lost the, lost to Purdue pretty handedly. It looks like I didn't get to see it tonight, 88 to 73, but at Iowa, always tough. Nebraska is not an easy place to play, but Penn State, Nebraska, Penn State, Northwestern, Indiana's pretty good, but that's at home. Maryland just got a nice win, Northwestern. So, uh, you know, hopefully we collect some wins enough to where we actually get into the NIT, no messing around, okay? Um, That's going to do it. Hopefully we'll be back next uh, Monday. Either way, though, we will, you know, we'll find a way to bring some content to you. And, you know, we'll be back as a duo with Aaron uh, next week. So big, uh, you know, couple of games coming up for the Timberwolves. We'll see if they do anything at the trade deadline. Peace.